Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. This is the show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. And today in the studio, what? You are... Oh, I'm Jenny Midgley. And I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. It's all good. It's been a while. So if you're listening, this is our first time in the studio and I don't know how long. It's I don't been a know, while. but we, had, we were like so far ahead with content that we forgot to schedule like the recording time. And the headphones feel so good. It's like being at home again. It was like slipping on. Yeah. And I was like so proud of myself that I was like, oh, and I remember the log line and I got everything going. And then Sarah's looking at me and I'm like, ah, what the fuck? What did I do? So I'm <laughs> something like growing out of my head? Like what's happening? And there we have it. But yeah, this is our show. Welcome. Happy to have you here. Now you can do and on today. And on now to, yes, now is the time. Okay. And on today's show, <laughs> we have Chauncey Zelkin. And I don't even know how to classify. You don't really have a classification. I'm a writer. Right. And that's, yeah, like writer and. I'm a writer and I'm a brand strategist. I'm a writer and I'm a storyteller. You're a writer Speaker and. Speaker of truth. I actually put something out Editor yesterday that truth. said, tell better stories. That's, oh, I'm going to think I'm going to use that. And then you just said that. Mm. Tell better stories. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> we had it. it first. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm politely telling you, no, you cannot use that. No, <laughs> it's already out there. It's, <laughs> She's, it's totally free reign unless you trademarked it. Sorry. Well, actually, technically, <laughs> according to the trademark office, if it's trademarked the minute you use it locally in your local area you can register for a federal trademark so nobody else nationally can use it it's i don't want to trademark it i'm just saying (laughs) she was like can claim yes no i was just saying this is like i learned something because i was talking with a client about so i was like oh i wonder because that's what i do is oh i wonder what the answer is and then i go look it up and then Mm -hmm. this is how i have all this like random factoid information jeopardy contestant stuff in my head yep i just started a column on inc.com and I wanted to have a certain title for it, but they were going to own that title, so I didn't use it. They can own the title, but they can't. They can own the content, but they want to own titles of things. I'm not going to use that title. So I'm right. Like holding on to that title. In case I want to make it a book with books, you cannot copyright a title of a book. Right. That's why you see books out there with several names. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Chauncey is a writer and other things. Editor. A writer and Copywriter. Things. Yeah, I have a brand strategy background. Like I make a living doing brand strategy and marketing leadership. It's all about narrative for me. So, What's the greatest story you've ever heard? See, this is why you need to prepare. The greatest story I've ever heard. I know she was well, like, I was, I was going to say like, I was talking to my therapist the other day and I was telling stories about my father and I feel like stories about my father are all the best stories I've ever heard. And I'm yet to write the book about my father. But- right? That's how I feel about stories about my marriage. In all of my trainings, people love those yeah. stories. They well, love them. Everybody but Matt, I bet. I, I bet. That's why Matt's never allowed in those trainings. Because right. I'll be putting all of our mess on blast and using it for examples and grounded in things. And, and it's not recorded, so you can just you have plausible exactly. deniability yes. no matter what. I'm like, they misunderstood me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so I think that the message here is like you're using story to connect, Correct. which is... So we use story well, you to, have to yeah yeah use story to create emotional engagement. You use story to become relatable, and it's not just the representation matters and and people need to look like me and what I see on the screen or what I see in the magazines and which is and also what I read important. about in the book. That is no, that's what I'm saying. But it's that and yep it 
drives all that stuff home when you have the narrative that's also relatable, the stories that are also... 100%. When I'm yeah. training, they're not remembering the stats I gave them or mm-hmm. they will recite stories that I told them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so every everything I say has a story that matches. And so that, that grounds the data right. and mm-hmm. the information. That's when the people story. start to actually pay attention. I was actually yeah. writing about that this morning about disclosure, that people are now tending towards more towards disclosure, like confessional. They want to tell yeah. these things. I know it's on LinkedIn. It's like- Verbal vomit. Some, uh, <laughs> suicide or someone yeah. died. Or, and it's like this long diatribe about things, horrible things that happened to them or confessing feelings, like a career strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's- Speak more on that. Well, I, I want to, I have a question about I'm that. I'm like, there's a, but she was like, it's it like a career strategy. It more. must be. I well, mean, there's, because they want some sort of outcome from it. And people respond to that. Like it's very long- missives about I confess I can't find a job I'm really sad about it my wife died and she was dying for a long it's stuff that's like really heavy stuff on mm-hmm. LinkedIn um, yeah she's got I, the appropriate response buttons on social media just and LinkedIn I'm thinking well, celebrate that's why Facebook put the hug. support <laughs> like I yeah Facebook has the cares LinkedIn care has support you. LinkedIn yeah. does have support so you can do that but otherwise I was like the first thing I was like celebrate like they have the celebration one. Like why? Anyway, that was not be something you celebrate. But I think that there's something to be said for the catharsis that comes with when you own that honest part of yourself and then you share it. I think where people run into trouble is in the how. They don't know how to craft the message. So it doesn't just sound like they're complaining and it's just a venting thing. Like, like right? you said, like verbal diarrhea. You know, I don't think it's that. I think it's actually really refreshing. But I was writing about that too. What's that? The distinction when people are just like unloading, like right. unleashing their mm-hmm. baggage. They're mm-hmm. just saying too much because they want to get it out or they're really actually talking to someone and they want to say something and they care about the, the listener or yeah. the audience. Yep. And There's a very clear distinction. Yeah. yeah. And I that's what we do here too. People don't a lot of times know what that clear distinction is though. The listener or the person reading on the other side, I think, can tell. Yes, you can, can, you can read that. through. We can read through the bullshit. If you're just doing another one of your. Right. But I know. Chronic complaints. And I think. That you tell everyone that mm, you're just like, hi, you know. Because I think people are getting this concept of authenticity and vulnerability confused. Yes. Yes. What, what do you think? I was actually I was trying to make the distinction between humility and vulnerability and I read an article for Inc. about mm-hmm. that, which I always talk about authenticity, but it's become another one of those it's a buzzword words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think people think they're being authentic when they're really not being authentic. They're being authentic. And that's quite irritating. Or know. authentic light. Authentic light. Yeah. <laughs> Tilting their head and looking making a sad face and <laughs> leaning in close to the camera. And they're, they're putting on the mask. It's, like it's, authentic, it's masked authenticity. Performing. It's a performative authenticity. Because it really should be a genuinely scary thing to do. If yes. it's not genuinely scary, then what you're doing is performative right. and it's self-aggrandizing. Well, but I also think that there has to be fluidity, a continuum, because there are days where the, the, and the platform, you have to look at the platform, like, can, is this a place where you can really be that or do you need to rein it in just a little bit? And that's where it comes to knowing how to craft that message. So that if you're telling the story on LinkedIn versus telling the story on TikTok, or you're sitting around with your girlfriend or, or boyfriend having a, a glass of wine or whatever, right? There's a, a way that you will rise to the challenge of, of telling that story. I would like to see that you have a way to rise to that challenge of how you're going to share that story and show the humility and show the vulnerability and be really authentic and do something that's big and, and scary in a way that doesn't make you look bad. On these I know that's platforms. the thing. I, I, I had to be honest. I had to be honest with myself. So 
a new thing for me is I know that I'm supposed to do video and I'm supposed to do reels and things like that. And I was actually talking to my ex-husband who was like, look, I know you always want to be so original that you won't like, we'll avoid, like as soon as someone else does something that I've already done, I just stop doing it. Like mm -hmm. self-sabotage. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sort of jump in the fray a little bit, even though I hate it. Yep. I hate being a joiner and a follower and I hate what's going on with reels where everyone's, there's the voiceover and stuff. But I'm like, okay, you know what? Don't be such a snob. Jump into it and do You're it. You're literally with your people right here. <laughs> Sarah's, I feel you. I but go I, like this when I'm pointing because that's how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's funny. It'd be funny to, <laughs> yeah, to like lampoon it. For you it's listeners funny. at home, since would, we are not a visual show, finger. she was giving the finger to the <laughs> yeah, sides I, of the... I, I especially hate the pointing. Yeah. And anyway, anyway you yeah. have to be authentic to yourself and, and you have to be like a little bit afraid in what you're doing. I'm doing mm -hmm. some of these things to promote Creative Girls Guide, which yep. is my Instagram, yep. which is like my main, where my heart is right now. Obviously I'm trying to make money and like I need to get a full-time job and I have other things going on and I love like doing brand strategy for really cool visionary companies. But my baby right now is this Creative Girls Guide, which is where I'm starting to share my fiction that I've been like hiding from the world and that's super vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even sure like what's gonna come out of it, but I'm like, I have to do this. So I'm doing some of the things like reels, but I'm just doing it my way, which is, okay, how can I find an opportunity to do this thing that everyone's doing that you're supposed to do and it be serving me like I get something out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like really aesthetically driven. So I'm just doing little aesthetic things that are like important to me. And I feel a little silly, but I'm playing with feeling a little stupid and yep. just not being such a snob about everything and put myself out there in a way that's vulnerable for me instead of, I think if you're too strategic and like trying to do something, that's where it's a negative. There's so much that I want to unpack with what you just said. <laughs> And I want to back up because you, the way you said it, I could hear it. you were like, I have to do yes. this. All right. So it's starting there. Start there. Like what is like why? From, from the content strategist on this side, right? Brand strategy, content strategy. We do, we do slightly differently. Like you do the base with the foundational work and then I carry that through, right? With creating content. I create content too. I used to have a brand documentary company and I do content strategy, but it comes from a brand background. Right. So it's like right. the whole what is it? And then right. we tell the story. But then, yeah, and, and we do that. So to do the content creation, like for what you're doing, yes, you need to do reels. And it's not a have to, it's a need if you are going to differentiate yourself, if your main driver is going to be Instagram. That is where it is. But I do want to make sure that the differentiation is there that like, if your platform is an Instagram don't kill yourself doing reels, right? If your target audience is not on Instagram, then, then my, my real don't. target audience is on Twitter and I'm starting to do Twitter. I'm like, why am I not on Twitter? Yeah. That's where writers are. That's where writers so are. So I'm yes. starting to do yeah. that. And but writers I like are the on TikTok too. Writers. So I think that like you might actually find a, a higher ROI from, from making TikToks and only doing reels periodically. So TikTok is a space where you can really let all your shit hang and nobody, it's like a very non-judgmental space unless you're going to go jump into the social justice political kind of pool over there. And I, but I feel like it's acting and I'm not an I don't no, know. it's not. It is people getting like real and. But I mean, I'm just, I don't mean it in a negative way, but I don't like being on camera mm -hmm. spontaneously just talking and with music. Well, you don't I have to do the trends. I, I want to back yeah, up. Sorry, go ahead. So I want to know the why behind, you said I have to do this. I want to know the why. Because I feel like I, even though I didn't think I was, I am hiding a lot of stuff that is really the stuff I care about. I'm so used to, I have to get business and do business development and that's what I've always focused on but like the real stuff that I do that is I think really good I don't really show people because I'm waiting for like a huge publisher to 
publish my work, like at the right publisher and everything be like, you know, to this certain standard. And so I'm not showing anybody because I'm like hoarding it. And I think it's a, I have a responsibility to actually show people my work. Like, and publishers I have a, like it when you have an audience established so, already. Where, right. I know that too. That's why I have to do it. Yeah. That's the have so to. So where did yeah. that come from? This new, I have to do it now. Where did that aha moment? Because I've been circling the drain. I've been like, <laughs> what was we're the all tra- circling the drain. What was the moment? What was the precipitating event? Well, I'm going to say this is so weird. It's my ex-husband and I had a conversation because he's a photographer and a DP and he has a pretty, he's like a micro influencer or whatever. He has a pretty strong following on Instagram because he shoots one thing, the cat skills. And he just, and he's like, look, you just have to, we used to be business partners. So that's the context, but he's like, you just, everyone, you have to publish and you have to get published now. Like people have to read your writing. No, he's not like my friend really. And he like thinks I'm a great writer. And he's like, people need to read your, this he's is your enough. cheerleader. Mm-hmm. It was like enough bullshit to ha- be published. People need to read. This is ridiculous. Other people are getting published. You're not getting published. So you need to do it now. And you need to be able to play the game and put things out there now and create the Instagram and slap up like the, the writing and the picture and create a plan and do it. Like your actual writing, not other stuff, not about like brand strategy, not about you were hiding behind the brand strategy. Yeah, you're hiding because that's how you what make- you do, and rather than show who you are. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you don't make money as a writer of fiction, so I'm just I have to do that so on then, the side. So I do. I have to raise my kids, so I can't really just write all day long. So the lie you were telling Correct. yourself. I was like, that's not true. Did you see the look on my face of like, I, I just met her, so I don't really want to put know, her on so, blast. That's, that's okay. a big fucking lie. Right. <laughs> the lie that you're telling yourself. Wait, 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 wait. What is I the lie I'm telling girl. myself that I, I, I should just write all day? Because you just told yourself that's not how people make money. And I'm like, that's just fucking straight bullshit. <laughs> Reality is not everybody is like, Stephen King and James like has, right, I get has that. but what if you are also who says it, you're not and you that's, that's are. This is, we, we live in the like and on this really show good. we don't live in the either or we live in the and no you're not Stephen King yet and um not well, I, not I, that I to be honest I, yeah, I really yeah I'm not a genre writer <laughs> right but it's a, I'm saying genre, but notoriety right, like right. James Patterson or she she said, these are negatives to me. No, I didn't say <laughs> that. was I her. She did. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I don't want to be those Jesus. things. That's funny. Jenny thought I thought Jesus wrote the Bible. <laughs> like, wait, Jesus. what? Jesus, he wrote the Bible. I don't know what just happened. There was too many noises But in my here's headphones. the thing is maybe you are and have always been and you've just never allowed yourself to come to be. I have a conception that I have to do the careerist business stuff to make money and that being a creative person, like an artist, it is, it is, is not very to hard make- to live in this like capitalist corporate world and be a creative entrepreneur. It is very hard. I hear you on that one. You don't feel like you have permission to be creative. Well, I have two kids I'm raising. And to, myself, to, so. to make money as a creative. So then you said you had all these things that you were hiding. Okay. I love how you don't hide them anymore. Share them with us. <laughs> yeah, I have. She's going to have so much to talk about with her therapist next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I just entertained my therapist. Like <laughs> she should pay me. No, I was like, that's probably not the best therapist. No, then. right. No, she's just, <laughs> oh no, I hope she doesn't hear. It. She's so the like lie the you're telling yourself is person. that you're entertaining your therapist. <laughs> okay, wait, back up. Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you said you have all these things that you were hiding, and then your ex-husband was like, "Listen, cut the bullshit. What you have, what you're hiding, is important. It needs to be out there." 
Yeah. So what are all the things that you And especially been- mansplaining me because he doesn't really like me. Right. <laughs> he like, or whatever. It, so you know what I mean? It's giving, not like trying your, to puff me up. He it's like your call to courage that, moment. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. That was, was like even the, Even like my ex-husband's look, bitch, you have to Correct. Get your stuff out there. It's good. So then what are those things? I wrote a book called Rock Underwater. And I, actually, even in my thing that I'm putting out now, I put R-U-W. I don't want anyone to know the name because I'm afraid someone's going to steal it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just put it on this podcast. But- it's called Rock Underwater, and I wrote it in 2010, and it's good. It's really strong. And I, I sent it to 18 agents, and they rejected it. I'm like, oh, I guess it's bad. And I'm, I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, okay, I learned otherwise. It's not good. And I put it, like, under the bed, and that was the end of it. And I've just written almost a whole other book called Claw. And and I write, like, kind of magical realism <gasps> Yeah, mine too. Yes. Like surrealist. Throw me some Isabel Allende. Like, yes. It's like surrealist, magical realism. That's why I call it Creative Girls Guide to. And then there's sarcastic things mm-hmm. like the end of magical thinking. But just basically like cutting the shit. It's all about cutting the shit. That's kind of I what I I love magical about. realism. It just makes me so happy. Like everything's like these like kind of grand metaphors. And so Claw is really about a guy that I dated who's was like a monster and it's about a monster and it's just like monsters that women have to deal with and, and like they're actually really monsters and mm-hmm. and we should call them th- what they are because so I use like a metaphor. So what's one of the monsters in the book that women have to deal with? The journey in this book is this woman who's me. Like I just like a brain fart where I can't remember. And y'all, I wish you guys, I wish we were doing video, Joe. Her body language right now. <laughs> holy fuck. I know. Her so level like, of discomfort okay, right. of Are like you... owning it and declaring <laughs> right. it to the world with confidence. Like literally so she's I'm so glad it's not video. Actually. She's shelling I'm gonna, in. I'm going to channel my business coach right here and be like, so you get to tell us about all of this exciting stuff and you're going to put a big smile on your face and think about how excited you are to Can share I come this here every information week? with the <laughs> world. Yep. And look, now she, because I yes, called her out, I so know. now she's literally like, got Wonder her. Wonder Woman pose. Wonder Woman well, I do, I do. Her, let's I do it. I fucking love this. Stop. I, I, so <laughs> I love you, basically, man. it's like the, the, the question of the book is, is the monster chasing you or are you chasing the monster? Ooh, so it's about like. Truth. That is Jay. Yes. Because <laughs> it's about a real monster that I kept like letting back in and like mm-hmm. also, uh-huh. you know, pursuing the monster. The monster is completely gone now. I see the monster like there's no feeling. Nothing happens. But. This is like a real thing. And I feel like people like having emotional ties to somebody is just as bad as like heroin. Yep. Not that I've ever been addicted to heroin. Well, it's it, and, it triggers the same neurochemicals in the brain. And it's a real, and people don't talk about that enough. And mm-hmm. also really, really toxic people and the monstrosity of that and like how much it can affect you and change the trajectory of your life. Mm-hmm. So that's about that. Rock Underwater, it's about a girl who's been viciously murdered almost hyperbolically murdered and she goes back and looks at her life to figure out how the hell she got murdered she does she saw the person who did it but can't vaguely recognizes them and she's trying to figure out like what's happened where is she because she's in this other weird surreal world and she's trying to figure out like how she got to that place that she's been murdered Mm -hmm. what do you feel like when you're writing like really transported it's so much fun for me I'm like in a totally, I'm like writing the books I want in movies because I think of them visually that I want to watch that are not out there. I'm always like looking, mm-hmm. like I spend so much time on Netflix looking for stuff and I'm like, it's not that quite. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things in the last couple of years is, was what's it called The Outsider on mm-hmm. HBO. Did you guys watch, see that? Mm-mm. It's it's a Stephen King actually, but it's about this guy who's like a monster 
who, like, the police are trying to get. Like, it's supernatural, but it feels really not supernatural. And I love that kind of thing. That's what mm-hmm. I do, where it's, mm-hmm. like, very normal, but there's a supernatural element. Yep. That's Outlander. Oh, wow. I should check it out. Like, very hyper-realist, but it's actually so, about something that's not real. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that Uh-oh. all our listeners know on the girls who do stuff, but John seems not know yet, that Sarah doesn't read. I'm the reader. <laughs> and, but... Sarah doesn't know how to read. That's not what I said. (laughs) We have had extensive conversations that like took a year for it to sink into my head that I don't understand. When you say you don't read, I'm thinking like, oh, that just means she doesn't read much. But no, like it's a thing, right? Like Sarah, Sarah does not enjoy reading novels, but I don't. I utilize my time for other things. I prioritize <laughs> other things above that. I, she, a, I can go I need back a sound to effect the, for an eye roll. Thank Just you. Let's do it. <laughs> However, we do share a love of the same type of genres of things. So Outlander was one of those things. It has the magical realism. It has that touch of that sprinkle of the supernatural. It's not right. Like it, it has the touch, but it's, and it's so good. And the books are like, Oh, amazing. wait a second. Is that about the girl who goes back through history? Yes. yes. I saw one. I need to give it some more time. See, the thing is, I get impatient with those things, even yes. though I kind of write them. You have, if you are watching, you have, really have to get to episode four. Okay. And then it just, if you are reading, you have to get about 100 pages into the book. Game of Thrones, I watched the first four episodes, like, no less than 10 times. Yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't get into it, and then, of course, I watched everything and loved it so much. It was so weird. There's something wrong with the Netflix genre HBO shows where they're like, you know what? We have 12 hours to tell this story. So let's wait for the inciting action to be six hours in where everybody yeah. doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And why are seasons only eight fucking episodes? Because can we talk about that? They again? write a season like it's a movie. They oh. just, they're totally changing it. I was so me. mad with Reacher that it was only eight episodes. I don't even know what that is either. It's, We're watching different things. It's on Prime. It's a, it's It was one of the new releases on Prime. It's a book series. That's on Jack Ryan. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Jack Reacher. No, Jack, Jack Reacher. Ryan was Tom Clancy. That oh, okay. was, yeah. Might as well be. It might as well be. But still, that was eight <laughs> episodes too. I don't I just finished like, Ozark. I love Ozark. Yeah. That was great. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the eight episode seasons. I really need like a minimum of 13. Really, I would love to see 16, I think. If we're not doing the full 23 as it used to be. Right. That's just my two cents. Anyway, so getting back to what we were saying. So Sarah's not like an avid reader, right? Like, I consume when I read I consume and I can't put things down because like you I get the visual in my head and I it's like playing as a movie as I'm reading it and it's Sarah reads and she just doesn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) that is not what I said thank you Joe thank you Sarah is Sarah's not a reader Pete Sarah's done that better Sarah's not a reader thank you yeah that's better thank you everyone thank you when you were talking I just imagined like Sarah Sarah reading a book and just drool coming (laughs) out Thank you. Now you understand. No, what I, I'm think just giving, I was I think they're just giving you shit. Naps instead. Yeah, as a instead. napper, not a reader. <laughs> that is where right. It's Sarah doesn't read. But that I'm is sorry. exact. Thank you, Joe. Well, thank I, ha- you. I have a little AD, ADD, <laughs> I think, and it's hard for me to. I put books down like a lot. <laughs> we just I'm need like, to like aside. prohibit Jenny from ever saying that statement anymore. It's not a bad thing. You are perceiving it with this judgment laden that I did not put on it. Wait, because so this you is have said just, yourself, just me, I'm not just a reader. me or everyone listening, including the two okay, of This is my challenge the then. I gotta, get, gonna go back I gotta to get 
an agent. I got to get a book deal and I got to get Sarah to read the book. Or maybe that's all I need is for Sarah to read it. There you go. We'll be happy to be your focus group. The girls who do stuff as volunteering is your focus group. And that will get Sarah to read. That's so great. I'll totally do that. See? Okay. You guys need to get a seal I, like Oprah. The that's the other thing stuff, I do, so. Sarah. Yeah, totally. As far as hiding, like if the deep psychology of it, I can't quite understand. But people are like, oh, I want to read your book. And I'm like, okay. And I literally never send it to anybody. And it's not like I'm oh, doing because it on it's so much safer to do that. Right. I'm like, I'll definitely send it to you. And I'm just well, like, Well, because no, it's I so won't. interesting. When I asked you about that, your body language shifted. Then when I said, how do you feel when you're writing? Whoosh, yeah. Your tone shifted. Your body language shifted. Your excitement went up. And I'm like, okay, let's dive into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. You should. Play therapist. it back. When you hear the episode, you'll see it. But we you can go back to. So I think that the the challenge that you have of putting stuff out on social in a way that doesn't feel authentic to you is the same kind of, it's that same theme that you're carrying through from not sharing your work with the world. When you're writing, who are you writing for? Oh my God, I really don't know. I, I think I'm writing for, not, not for, for me, not meaning for myself, but for people like me to yeah. connect with other me's out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Also, I'm trying to meet them. I need my tribe. I've always been like searching for that tribe. So it's you must understand. You're out there and you understand. I'm well, also like, very nurturing. You're to out others. there and you understand me. I'm searching yeah. for my tribe, my people, where mm-hmm. I belong. And think about it. So who is your tribe? And, and also, I want all these women to leave these horrible men. And I want all these women to be mm-hmm. who they really are. Like, I just have. But a, would you put the words down on paper if you didn't want somebody to read them? Yeah, no. You said about me being uncomfortable. I like being uncomfortable. If you ask me a hard question, Do you like I to be love in it. control of the discomfort that you feel. When Sarah's challenging you and you're obviously uncomfortable, right? That takes a different space than when you're challenging yourself into going outside of your comfort zone. Oh. Which is where you control that discomfort versus somebody else putting it on. I you. think it's easier for someone else to, to control my discomfort mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I like being challenged. Okay, you're asking me that question. I'm going to answer that question. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the opposite of a lot of people who avoid topics. I'll be like, oh, I was asked. I'm going to step mm-hmm. up to the plate and answer. Right. I think also the thing with social is that I'm frustrated because I've never gotten the traction that I've wanted. I was like a pioneer <laughs> influencer and I had a following million years ago and I've stepped away and then I, whenever I came back I don't know how to get people to read stuff so I get like mad at it because then you're I don't focused know. on the you're, you're, you're focused, focused on, on the, the, uh, the yeah. result Ugh, yeah the and I feel like then yeah. wonder is that really well, such because, a waste of time in a well, way because then you're going okay it's making me think of this because then you're looking for that external validation right mm-hmm. of like you wrote it for you and for people like you who the fuck gives a shit if five people liked it or 45 people like it you wrote it for you and people like you you put it into the world. But I don't think it's easy for people to find. Because I just wrote this article. I'm, on, I'm in a, a networking group now called Chief. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this article on Inc. And it was like not my best article. It was pretty, it was okay. And people seem to love it in Chief. Like I, I'm like, I have this forum now. And the people, I got a lot for me. I got like a lot of comments and a lot of likes. And like like an interactive type of thing. And like people say, I like when you said this. And I'm like, That's oh awesome. my God. It is awesome, and I think it's interesting because I'm like, what's this other people Those with? Are, that's your tribe, sister. In, correct, because that's the you were. <laughs> well, that's like a business advice column. I mean, it's a little different. You were looking for that reciprocity and that mm. that connection yeah. and interaction, the back and forth of I put this out here. Now we're having a conversation. Oh, I found this interesting. Here's more. Blah, blah, blah. Content and then connection. Yes. But I feel like on Instagram, I don't feel you know even the feeds I want to look at. I was on Instagram just to look at visual art. Mm-hmm. And then it never shows up in my feed because of the algorithm. I guess now it's more chronological. 
but I don't really feel that at all. It's like always like four people and it's not necessarily people I want to be looking mm-hmm. at. I'm like, okay. And then I like it or something and then it shows up again, but it's, that's not what I want. So I have no control over it. So I feel like people c- cannot discover me. It's not, I don't feel like I'm getting validation. Those are more, gotcha. but those are more, gotcha. those are more, I don't want to say lies, but those are more untruths that you're holding on to so that you like, <clears throat> the algorithm is constantly changing and the way that you see the people that you want to see are the, is that you go and, and engage with their content and you leave comments. You don't just like it. You like, you leave comments, you send them DMS, they'll show up in your feed more and then vice versa. And like how you're using hashtags is the, the other thing of how you get discovered on Instagram. And that's where the reels come into play because if you can do one reel a day mm-hmm. and one post a day, that's all. That's a, And to me, that's like a very small, can you take a half an hour out of your day and craft, do you have a half hour somewhere? And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes all at one time. It can be 10 minutes here. Yeah, batch it can be work. seven minutes there. I just batch worked Twitter for a week of the old, of things I'd already put on Instagram right. to get me going. Yeah. But that's where if you can commit to one reel a day. That's a lot. That seems like a lot of work. I, I You know what? When I do reels, they, that's the most traction I get. Yeah, it's like some dumb thing. I'm like, I got the Paris Review today, and with music behind me, and I got. That's yeah, the thing. that's what people want to see. I know. It's it is. It's shitty, right? No, it's not substantive. <laughs> and for a substantive writer, it's not. And that's where, like, I have this conversation all the time with clients. So it's not about you. It's about who's watching and who's reading, right? Like, it's about you, but it's not about you. <laughs> Like the kind No, but I don't agree with you that it's because of what I'm engaging with. I like the Tate Modern, for example. I don't know why that just came up. And I'm like, I would love to see what I would definitely like every post, I promise. I love aesthetic things that I don't get that I just mm-hmm. get like a friend's kids on their birthday. I mm-hmm. don't get the things I wanted out well, of it. Well, and there's it's a whole nother conversation for another day because Instagram yeah. is reformatting their platform and their algorithms to to be more community. Right. To build more community and versus the way it was. But I know, yeah. I think that there, it comes down to how do you want to spend your time? It comes down to like, how do you want to spend your time and you want to grow a following? So I want to grow, has, I, I admit, like I do want to grow a give, following. Right. If you want to grow a so following, then you have to stop worrying about. Following? Hmm? What is your why for wanting to grow a following? Because I want people to read my books ultimately. And I also want to get a job. So there's two different things. So I have two different social media. Yeah. So like raison d'etre is LinkedIn versus Instagram. So that's two. We split yeah. that. Okay, done. I do. And I do that. And I put a lot of content yeah. out on LinkedIn. That's where I had the tell better stories thing mm-hmm. yesterday. And I do quotes. I do like little videos on how to brand yourself or market yourself or tell stories. And I'd only seen about 33 people or whatever, but it's gotten me like some interviews and people look when they do mm-hmm. see it, they're like, oh, so great. But I don't, it doesn't like really hit the algorithm like some other people. It's a long game. You I, have to I tag totally, other, yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I totally get what you're saying. I'll, I do some reels for some clients and one will get like 3000 views. And then I try to do the same thing and it like gets 14 and I'm like, I don't know what I did different in the whole Brand. exercise of trying to be found. What you're saying is so frustrating when you don't, they won't tell you what the algorithm mm-hmm. is. No. And there's all these people out there that are like, all right, do this, hold this. Well, they don't tell be. you the rules of the game and then they change the rules. Then they they move the goalposts yeah. constantly. Yeah. And so I think where I'm at right now, just personally, just to be okay with it. So I don't buy a flip phone, which I'm this close to doing. Yeah. Is, uh, he made that announcement yesterday. I, just, <laughs> I feel that on every level. But I think what I had to do is just say, all right, I'm not going to pay as much attention as I have been to the algorithm. And I'm just going to make stuff that I think is good. Yep. Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yep. 
And but I love what I'm doing. I look at it sometimes. Behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look at what I do now and I'm like, oh, I really love it. Like I enjoy it. Because what I do is I put an illustration out there that illustrates the passage from the book. And then the next um, square is a passage from the book. And I put mm-hmm, it on a black screen, do- but not just a black screen, but like I, yeah. I, I art direct it a little bit and I love what I'm doing. I love, yeah. I love it. That's what I'm like. You're mimicking what I like, what I meant when I was talking earlier is it's the intention behind it and yep. you're doing it for you. And if it's like, Hey, I'm passionate about this. Hey, I want to get this out there. Hey, this has to be said. Mm-hmm. I have to get it out of me and into the world. Then you do it and you're not then looking at it. How many views, how many comments, mm-hmm. how many, uh, you release whatever yes. the result is and it will be what it is meant to be. And, and I feel like too, it's not just closing our mind to that one pathway of how the result comes. Maybe that result comes five months down the road. Yeah. And of you don't know else when that wasn't this, even a piece attached. of content is going to go and go and get big. You don't know. Right. Like it could be at That's any point. So, or even um, if it doesn't, that doesn't mean people aren't buying your books. You're not, you said, I want people to buy my books. I, I want to find an agent that's I want a, a literary agent and I want to find a, a publisher and the and a, a good publisher a very specific level of publisher that's what I want I want to be published and I, sometimes I but I think spending this all this time on building social takes away from what I really wanted to do just writing sitting mm-hmm. there and writing is what I like oh my god the whole day came and went well that's I'm, why but that's why I said if you can commit to pick a time it doesn't have to be 30 minutes 15 minutes and that's the only time during the day that you spend on social and just say fuck it the rest of the time it well, doesn't she have didn't even to be say I want followers she said I want a publisher and a, and a, right. yeah that's kind of it but but so, like but then are you contacting the publishers are you not lately the that's agents? the thing I've lately been like, like I'm gonna do all these other like preparing things no, like the, ah, no I haven't been I haven't is. I have so not just, pitched it's just like, so there's a way of hiding you're right and that's why you're hating what you're doing you're Presenting the social because you're using it as a tool to keep you from putting yourself out to there to the hiding. public to keep hiding. So when do we get to read your books? <laughs> I'm like, from now on, we're changing the format of the show. Fuck this. We're just going to do coaching for every guest that comes in. I'm like, right. We're just going to coach their shit. Well, okay, our, our next guest is a coach. So do you, like, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. So um, coaches have everybody's shit, a coach. Everybody's a coach. Everybody's She's a, coach. a teen empowerment coach. There's a TV writer, Amy Sherman Palatino. Oh, yes. She did uh, Gilmore Love Girls. Gilmore Girls, yes. yes. We know her. We, of Maisel. course we know her. So this would be an episode written by her. The yeah. amount of words that you guys have crammed into this episode <laughs> versus other episodes. Yeah. We, well, I, if I can compare my kind of to Lorelai and That's if I get, goodness. yeah, like I, I want to yeah, be Lorelai Gilmore when I she writes up. in a way where it's one conversation's happening, then another person's not listening, but having another conversation, <laughs> and then a third person. But that's how I think that's how smart women talk to each other. <laughs> yes, yeah. that it's is like, how smart layers. women talk to each other. Layers. Make the yes. graphic. Make good. the graphic for this that's episode. That is how smart women talk to each other. Uh, I've just trademarked that too late. <laughs> yes, yes, and we have come full circle. <laughs> I think yeah, just saying it out loud is the verbal trademark. Yeah. That's right. yeah. There it's it true. is. Uh-huh. You've done yeah. it. That's how smart women talk. That is how smart women talk. Like my like closest friends, we go sit at a bar and be like, yeah, this is how we, yeah, yep. this is our natural. So you, can somebody explain we, to my wife that I'm not a smart woman? <laughs> you are not a smart Lori, woman. Lori, we love you. You can come uh, bring your smart woman self here. I can't keep up, man. <laughs> but we're, we're listening yeah, to each other. You're surrounded by smart women and like they're, <laughs> poor Joe. So funny. Uh, yeah, this has been a great conversation. I've loved every minute of it. And I, I will look for the books in, in our inboxes and then we'll have you back and we can talk about the the books. I do want to say this. Thank you for allowing yeah. us to 
thank you for being courageous and being okay with being uncomfortable so that oh, we yeah. could Thank you for challenge. putting me in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have a hot seat. We'll just tell our listeners how they can connect with you, please. Yes. My website is, for my work, is slcontentstudio.com, slcontentstudio.com. And for my fiction writing and just my writing life, you can follow me at Creative Girls Guide on Instagram. And I'll have a link to my Twitter there, which I, mm-hmm. I don't know because it's a weird abbreviation. <laughs> Twitter makes everything weird. It, it wouldn't fit. All right. Thank you so much. Thank this you. has been a pleasure having you today. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.